The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome members of our armed forces who are joining us from remote outposts around the world, and also listeners who are joining us for the first time on new affiliate stations in New Mexico, Wisconsin, Nevada, Missouri, Washington, Massachusetts, Florida, and New York. Thank you for making us part of your Newsweek. In just a moment, the woman USA Today calls a one-woman financial powerhouse. Miss Susie Orman will be joining us to talk about the growing number of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck and what they can do to get out of that cycle. Uh, she'll also lay out for us the biggest retirement planning mistakes we make and how to avoid them. So stay tuned. If straight talk is what you want, well, there is no one more capable of demystifying finance than our guest, Susie Orman. But before Miss Orman joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about her background. Susan Lynn Orman was born in Chicago, Illinois, to a working-class family. She studied social work at the University of Illinois and, following college, headed west to Berkeley, California, where the story goes she borrowed money from friends to start a restaurant. She turned the money over to an investment counselor at Merrill Lynch who promptly lost all of it by speculating in high-risk investments, something Orman came to understand much better when she trained at and went to work for Merrill Lynch herself. She remained with the firm until 1983 when she left to become vice president of investments for Prudential Securities. Then in 1987, Orman was ready to strike out on her own. She founded the Susie Orman Financial Group and began a long and successful writing career, authoring 10 bestsellers along the way. In 2002, Orman went prime time. The Susie Orman Show began airing on CNBC, and Orman's practical way of explaining the ins and outs of investing and financial planning became all the rage. She appeared on The Oprah Winfrey Show and began offering advice on Yahoo's Money Matters and dozens of programs and periodicals and managed to win two Emmy Awards and more Gracie Awards than any other single individual. The last episode of the Susie Orman Show aired earlier this year, and Orman is already launching her next venture, Susie Orman's Money Wars. And we're going to hear more about that in the next hour. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report, powerhouse financial advisor, Miss Susie Orman. Thank you for joining us, Miss Orman. Thanks, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Now, I thought maybe a good place to start would be to look at the big picture. The statistics for 2015 show that... High interest credit card debt for the average American is about $16,000. The average mortgage debt is about 155000 The average student loan is uh, hovering around 32000 We seem to be drowning in personal debt. So let me ask you this. Why is this happening? What's driving up our personal debt? Well, you know, what's interesting is that because you just told everybody that I was on the Oprah Winfrey show and for a long period of time, and I remember going on these shows and saying, you know, the average household has only has $6,000 of credit card debt. Can you believe it? And now I'm listening to you say it's 16000 And so while mortgage debt, I don't really have a problem with mortgage debt. And in most cases, I don't even have a problem with student loan debt as long as you're able to pay it back because it's an investment in yourself. But credit card debt is a sign that people are buying things that they cannot afford, most likely to impress people they don't even know or like. 
with the onset of credit cards and what happened in 2008 with all these people losing their jobs and everything going on the way that it did. They lost their homes. They lost everything. They got even more used to using that piece of plastic to get by because they didn't have an emergency fund. They didn't have a place to go to when they ran out of all their money. And where did they turn? They turned to their credit cards, and that established us going up from 6000 to 9000 to 10000 to 16000 and it's just going to keep going from here. Now, there's another side of that, too, and that's when your overall credit score, your FICA score changes. Uh, the credit card companies can raise their interest rate on you. Is that right? Yeah, you know, the FICO score, F-I-C-O, mm-hmm. is a three-digit number that determines the interest rates that the credit card companies will pay you, you know, will charge you on your credit cards. However, remember, it just doesn't determine the interest rates that you pay on credit cards, car loans, home mortgages. It determines if a landlord will rent to you. Your credit reports can determine if an employer will hire you, and a FICO score can even determine how much you pay in car insurance premiums, believe it or not. So it affects every part of your being. But a credit company absolutely can raise its interest rate to anything they want to if you happen to miss a payment or you go over your credit limit or you don't abide by their rules. But I heard something that was really shocking to me, and that was some a financial advisor said, even if you don't miss a payment or aren't late on a payment to a credit card company, but you miss a payment and you're late on something else like your mortgage, the credit card company has the opportunity to raise the rate based on the fact that your risk profile has changed. Is that right? Absolutely correct. So they you don't even have to be late on a, on that particular credit card. You could be late on something else and they can raise yeah. the rate. They're judging you based on what you rightfully said, their FICO score. Now, remember, your FICO score is different than a credit score. A credit score is simply the score that the three credit bureaus put out on you, but the FICO score is made up of the information on your credit reports, but it is not from one of the three credit bureaus. So constantly, the credit card companies and all your creditors, by the way, are checking your FICO score once every other day or however long they want to, you know, as many times as they want to check it. And if they see your FICO score go down, especially if it's a dramatic downtick, then they get nervous. And depending on the contract that you sign with them, they absolutely have the right to increase your interest rate, even though you were never late with them. Wow. Wow. I I, I find that uh, astounding. Uh, And I think most people think that if you pay on time with a certain institution, they won't raise your rate. But in fact, that's not the case. Now, I read somewhere that the average American household has less than $10,000 in savings. Can that be right? Yeah, actually, I'd like to see the average American household have at least $10,000 in savings. The truth is most people today, they don't even have $1,000 in savings. Good luck finding families that have $500 in savings. So the You know, there's, and this is a line that I've been using forever, but I've been using it because it's true. You know, there's a highway into poverty, and there's not even a sidewalk out anymore. Now, why is that? That's the question that we all need to be asking. And the answer to that is, as far as I can tell, the financial institutions make more money off of people in poverty than they do when you are not in poverty. How is that possible? Your car insurance premiums are higher. The interest rates that you pay on anything, if you get to finance them, are three to four times that amount of money. Everything you buy costs you more. So it's a, when you are in poverty, believe it or not, financial institutions make more money off of you than if you were not in poverty. Well, even on Wall Street, if you're making trades, if you keep a high balance, they don't charge you to make those trades. Uh, If you've got a low balance, you get charged a fee. So everything really, in my opinion, is so stacked against the millions and millions of people in there. Do you know, as we speak right now, that 50 million people 
are in poverty. A hundred million people are on the verge of poverty. That's 150 million people in the United States of America who are either in poverty or on the verge of poverty. Our population is 300 million. That's one in two in poverty. What, one in two is uh, is in danger of either being in poverty or going into poverty. Now we have to take our first break, but stay right where you are. We'll be right back with more from financial powerhouse Susie Orban. You're listening to the Costa Report. If you're wondering what to do with all that data you're creating, do I have an offer for you? Tableau is drag-and-drop software that people of any skill level can use to analyze and turn data into something actionable. That's right. I said actionable. And isn't that what all that data is for? With Tableau, you can connect to any data in virtually any format and visualize it on the fly. Databases, spreadsheets, even big data sources are instantly combined into usable charts, graphs, reports, and dashboards. People can analyze data and -and drag-and-drop at 10 times the speed of a traditional business intelligence system. But the most important impressive thing about Tableau is that anyone can use it. And just to prove the point, you can get a free 14-day trial from Tableau just by mentioning you heard this ad. But do it now, because this offer won't last. For your free 14-day trial, visit Tableau at T-A-B-L-E-A-U dot com slash Costa. That's Tableau.com slash Costa. Tableau Software. What's your data trying to tell you? Now, if you've been listening to the Costa Report, you know that I'm a big fan of wines by Caraccioli Cellars. And today I'm here with Scott Caraccioli, who's one of the brains behind the most memorable wines money can buy. So I have a question for you. How did your family get into the wine business? Um, You know, in 2006, my father, his brother and uncle were really playing with the idea of planting a vineyard. And planting a vineyard turned into making a bottle, turned into making sparkling wine when um, Michelle came into the picture. So it was really kind of an organic situation, us being in agriculture in the Salinas Valley. And then the extension of that went to grapes. And here we are today. To find out more about Caraccioli Wines, visit us at www.caracciolicellars.com or stop by our tasting room in downtown Carmel, California. That's Caraccioli Cellars, C-A-R-A-C-C-I-O-L-I, Cellars, where one bottle is never enough. Is your internet connection slow? Do you experience outages or dread calling customer support? How about your latency? Etheric Networks can help you. Etheric Networks is the Bay Area's locally owned alternative to DSL, satellite, and cable. Etheric provides fast, reliable, symmetric internet via our wholly owned network of towers covering the Bay Area from Salinas to Santa Cruz to Sausalito. We install a two-foot dish on your building and point it to one of our towers to connect you directly to the major data centers of Silicon Valley. Etheric directly connects to Tier 1 companies like Google, Facebook, and Amazon to ensure high-quality service from your building to the world. KSCO Business Special. Business service up to 10 megabits per second symmetric for as little as $299 a month with a $399 installation fee. Etheric also offers high-end 100 megabit and even gigabit and 10 gigabit service starting at $599 a month with installation starting from $500. Etheric Networks. Call 650-399-4200. Etheric.net. That's E-T-H-E-R-I-C dot net. Now here's something I didn't know. The KSEO had a bowling team that they competed while consuming adult beverages. That does not come as a shock to me at all. We had a telephone. The problem is Steve Hartman, who was always our best bowler, um, wasn't there. Although, actually, if you give Billy enough tequila, he's pretty good bowling, too. But he did require the extra tequila to just make the push, the final push. Yeah, we won stuff. It was great. Do you do the leg kick when you bowl? Leg kick. Thomas so is you're, de- you're, Thomas right, is you're right-handed, correct? I am right-handed. So when you bowl, you throw the ball, you plant with your left foot, and then your right leg will sweep out to your sometimes, out to your nine o'clock. Sometimes it would come up on its own. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you would have restless bowling legs syndrome. Don't miss Good Morning Monterey Bay weekdays, six to nine a.m. on KSEO AM ten eighty.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is two-time Emmy Award-winning financial expert Susie Orman. And before the break, you were pointing out that 50 million Americans are currently in poverty and 100 million are on the verge of poverty. So we're talking about a problem that affects half of our country. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that, that is enormous. Uh so it's let, enormous and what makes it so enormous truthfully is that nobody's addressing it. You know, you have, you know, our middle class has totally disappeared. And I'm so sad about that because you know I've been doing this for a long time now, about 30 years. Yes, you have. I remember me saying, you know, one day the the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and the middle class, one day they're not going to be here. And in my heart of hearts, I was like, oh, but that day will never come, will it? And it came. It is here. And nobody is trying to solve the problem for what do you really do? And the world is changing so quickly. And there are no solutions that are really addressing the needs of the people today with what's happening in the world today. Well, let me give you a piece of information that supports your point entirely. Uh, A November 10th poll was just taken, and almost 70% of Americans feel that the presidential candidates are not talking about a secure retirement, which they claim, the, the people polled claim, is more important to them than paid sick leave, paid vacation, maternity leave, and all these other benefits. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many things that one could do, even, you know, just in terms of our 401ks and our Roth IRAs and everything else that's out there with either expanding limits. But there's so many things that we should be able to pay for tax-free from those accounts right here and right now. So, for instance, you have money in a 401k plan, never pay taxes on it. And now you have to pay a health insurance bill, but you don't have the money to pay for this health insurance bill. Wouldn't it be great if they allowed you to take money out of your 401k now, tax-free, penalty-free, to pay your health insurance with? Can you do that? You cannot. But nobody's thinking out of the box anymore. No, everybody's just getting up there and saying the same old rhetoric that we've heard from now until forever. But we're a new country now, so to speak, with new technology. And the problems, because of technology, believe it or not, they're making work obsolete. You know, this artificial intelligence that we now, all these technology people are developing, one day that technology is going to displace human beings from having to work. Just like the car replaced the buggies, soon machines are going to replace people, and nobody's even talking about that. Well, that's right. Now, uh, I'm not sure that you and I are going to solve the problem of artificial intelligence and robotics taking over all the work that that we have here today. Uh, but but let's talk about something that people can do, which is build a safety net. You've got some guidelines on how much we need to set aside in terms of funds so that we're not vulnerable to unexpected emergencies. And more importantly, um, I thought maybe you could tell us how how we should set aside those emergency funds. If we're living paycheck to paycheck, how do we do it? So first of all, you know, I have this guideline that all of you need at least an eight-month emergency fund. Now, what does that emergency fund entail? It's a fund that could pay for your absolute expenses, your rent, your mortgage, your electrical bill, those expenses that are not, oh, let's go to the movie, let's go to a restaurant, but the expenses that it costs you to live on right now. Now, you're going to see. I don't even have enough money to pay my bills today, let alone save eight months to pay, you know, eight months of savings to pay for those bills. The reason I want you to save at least eight months, if you lose your job, it's going to take you a good eight months or a year to find another one, number one, number two. So how do you do it? You know, I've for a long time, and I get that you all live paycheck to paycheck, many of you, but I will bet you any amount of money that many of you are buying things that you still should not be buying. So every time before you make a purchase, can you just ask yourself this one simple question? Is it a want or is it a need? A need is food in a grocery store to feed yourself. 
or want is food in a restaurant to go out to eat to have a good time. So if you were simply to ask yourself a little question, is it a want or is it a need? And if it's a want, can you just walk away? And if, in fact, you were going to buy that thing, can you take the amount of money that you were going to spend on a thing that you wanted but you didn't need and just put it in a savings account? Of course, if it's a need, you have to buy it. But if you just lived for the next 21 days, try and experiment, 21 days, only by needs versus wants and setting your want money aside that you were going to spend, you'd be amazed how much money you saved. Well, I tried that once. I tried, <laughs> I tried, I tried for 30 days and I said, I'm only buying food and gas. That's it. I'm going to say and. no to going out and all that. It, it was really boring. Yes. And, <laughs> and so it's not necessarily that you can't go out. But as as I'm not sure my friends were going to buy me dinner every time we went out. (laughs) You know, but when you have no money, all you have is credit card debt. All you have is zero in a savings account. You don't even have any money in a piggy bank, and the bills are coming in, and you have nothing. It's not really a lot of fun, believe it or not, to go out to eat. Give the waiter your credit your credit card and just wait in anticipation. Are they going to come back and say denied? Or are you going to get by with another just getting under your credit limit? When people have hit rock bottom, meaning they have no more credit limit available to them, that's when they stop and turn their lives around. That's very that's very true, and I and I have to say I've followed your advice over the years, uh, and I it's been it works for you. It, it has it has. I think I I would have nothing. I don't have a lot in savings, but I I would definitely have zero if I had not been watching your programs and been a beneficiary of the sound advice you've given. Now you've also been very clear that uh, that all this talk about Social Security going bankrupt is inaccurate. That's right. I. Out of all the things for people to be worrying about right now, Social Security is not one of them. Social Security is going to be there for a while to come. What you need to worry about is Social Security isn't enough. Even if you get your Social Security whenever you want, you know, when you take it, you're going to need more money than that. Mm-hmm. And all of you do say to me, Susie, I can't afford, you know, to pay my bills while I have a paycheck coming in. And what's so sad about that is if you can't afford to pay your bills while you have a paycheck coming in, how are you going to pay those exact same bills when you no longer have a paycheck coming in? I think so, we think of Social Security as being the substitute paycheck. Yeah, it's not even close to what you're going to need as a substitute paycheck. And the women out there particularly... You have to understand you need more than a Social Security check is going to pay you. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to have to take another short break, but when we come back, I'd like to find out when we should take our Social Security benefits because you've done a lot of writing about the amount of uh, benefit you sacrifice if you take it a little bit too early. So I'd like to ask you about that. Uh, We'll be back in just one moment with Susie Orman. You're listening to The Costa Report. Biodiversity is the very fabric of our lives. It is everything around us, all of nature. But human impact is diminishing biodiversity at an alarming rate. And because of that, the intricate web of biodiversity is unraveling in ways we don't fully understand, and our world is becoming less resilient. That's why we are biodiversity advocates. We're the E.O. Wilson Biodiversity Foundation. Guided by the greatest living naturalist, E.O. Wilson, we champion research and education that expands our understanding of biodiversity and informs worldwide conservation efforts. The E.O. Wilson Biodiversity Foundation is building a movement of environmental stewards like you who share our sense of responsibility for the living world that is our home. Join us in our quest to protect biodiversity, the fabric of our lives. Visit eowilsonfoundation.org. 
This is Sylvia Panetta inviting you to join us for the Panetta Institute's Jefferson Lincoln Awards on Saturday, November 14th. This year, we'll honor four journalists who cover our men and women in uniform and American politics. CBS Scott Pelley and Dave Martin, ABC's Martha Raddatz, and NBC's Jim Miklaszewski. We honor these people whose unbiased journalism provides the information we need to be informed as voters in our democracy. For more information, call 831-582-4200. Hi, registered pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. I've been seeing a lot of commercials for Cleanser Toner Treatment Triad, the brainchild of two Stanford-trained dermatologists. They came up with the idea in the early 90s, and the rest made acne medication history. And if you've seen the commercials, you know why. They're very compelling. From movie star endorsements to regular teen testimonials, make a convincing appeal that all you have to do is use their products, and your blemishes will be banished for good. The active ingredient is called benzoyl peroxide. It kills acne bacteria, and it also helps remove excess and accumulated pore-clogging skin cells and their debris, as well as skin oils. This creates a smoother look to the skin and improves its appearance. Its anti-inflammatory effects may also support skin healing. Benzoyl peroxide is also a poison to cells, and it can ultimately kill them. Given its well-known toxicity, the FDA limits the use of benzoyl peroxide to 5 and 10%, and acne blemishes, which are really nothing more than the end result of cell chemistry gone nuts, is not really a drug or medication issue anyway. The typical acne blemish is caused by the acne blemish's messed up biochemistry. Stress and growth hormones are involved too, insulin and blood sugar, and so is the digestive system. Nutritional deficiencies don't help, and that's pretty much it. Stay away from foods that cause digestive distress, and stay away from foods that mess up your blood sugar chemistry. Use lots of electrolytes, B vitamins, rich amounts of veggies and veggie juices. Those can also help, and so can nutritional supplements like zinc, selenium, vitamin A, and essential fatty acids, among others. Pharmacist Ben here, urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos, too, at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. Ed Robertson inviting you to join us for the next edition of TV Confidential. Sunday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. here on KSCO AM 1080 in Santa Cruz. Our guests this week will include Kate Linder, Kate Linder, Esther Valentine on The Young and the Restless. That's TV Confidential every Sunday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on AM 1080 KSCO. Listen and be heard. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Susie Orman. And before the break, you were saying that for Americans who might be depending on Social Security, it won't be enough to pay the bills, especially for those who are uh, having trouble paying those bills today while they have a job. And I think a lot of married couples forget that upon the death of one spouse, they lose one Social Security check, even though the surviving spouse can take over the larger payment of the two. Now you're living on one Social Security check rather than two, and it doesn't matter. Good luck. Good yeah, ne- luck. Well, never mind if you're single and you're, and you're thinking about yeah. retirement, right? So the question that you were going to ask me in terms of when do you take Social Security, here's what people have to understand that when Social Security first came out in the 30s, the average life expectancy was 62. They never expected people to live long enough to even take Social Security. Today, that isn't the case. My mom died when she was 97. A lot of people are living into their 90s. So many of you, if you retire in your 60s, you are probably going to spend more years living in retirement than you ever did working. 
at the same time when you are having to really pay more and more for your medical expenses, as you get older, you very probably could end up needing care of some type as you do get older. So you really have to make the most out of your Social Security. A lot of you are tempted to take it at 62 but if you do, you're going to get a 75% reduction from what you would have gotten if you simply waited till you were 66 or 67, whatever your full Social Security age may be right now. So I would tell you and really kind of beg you, please don't take it at 62. At least wait till full Social Security age, whatever that may be for you, 66 or 67. And if at all possible, you should wait till you are 70. From 62 to your full Social Security age, your benefit e- increases each year by 6%. From 67 to 70, your benefit increases by 8%. If you can just make it for all those years and figure out some way to be paying your bills, to continue to work, and have 70 as your guideline as to when you're going to stop working, your life will be a whole lot better taking Social Security at that point in time, as long as you know that you're healthy and you plan to live a long life. Obviously, if you have an illness and you're sick and you know you only have a few years left to live, take it as soon as you can. But don't you think all of this fear-mongering about Social Security going bankrupt is driving people to take their benefits earlier and then giving the government a 25 and 30 percent break? I think part of it is that, but I think really they they need the money. They see an extra $1,300 a month coming in from Social Security, maybe, that's the average amount, Mm -hmm. and they're going, I just, I need it now. I need it now, and the truth is... So you're saying people are so desperate, they're going to settle for potentially 30% less for the rest of their life. That is correct. And then the other half are afraid it's going to go bankrupt and it won't be there when they need it. Yeah, so the government is really... If the government really cared about you, they wouldn't allow you to take it until your full Social Security age. That's a good point. They would make you wait. They also would not allow you to take a loan from your 401k plan. But it's to their benefit you take it early. That's right. So everything that you do and you take advantage of these things, and the more they make you afraid, you know, fear is the number one internal obstacle to wealth. When you are afraid, you make the wrong decisions, you make the wrong moves and in the long run you really have hurt yourself but the middle class is afraid right now let's be honest they got pummeled in the dot-com crash then they got pummeled again uh when the subprime mortgage crash came they've been stripped naked of course they're fearful however the only way to conquer fear is through action the action that all of you need to take is that you need to get educated about your money. You know, you spend 40, 60, 80 hours a week working for it. Do you just have an hour a week that you could spend maybe learning about it? Then your next question to me is, Susie, how can people learn about it? And to that, I'm going to tell you that I have a course. It's a seven a section course. It is a detailed course. It's on Susie, S-U-Z-E-U, the letter U, dot com. And if you go there, it's absolutely free. So if you go there, you can download. If you have a computer in front of you, you can take a look at it now. You simply go there and bam, you can start learning in the luxury of your own home everything that you need to know about buying a car, buying a home, getting out of credit card debt, what should you do about student loans, do you need a will, do you need a trust, all these things that you don't know the answers to, they're right there for you, and the price is right for the taking. Absolutely, and I want to thank you for making that available to people for free because, uh, you know, everyone's got to be responsible for their own financial health, just like we're responsible for our own physical health. And it's not that easy in today's complex world. As you point out, things are moving very, very fast. And first time someone... people don't have your best interest at heart, people. 
you're never going to be powerful in your life until you're powerful over your own money. And, you know, you have to know that you, you've got to know the moves to make with it. Because chances are, if you go to see a financial advisor, do you really think they have your best interests at heart? Or do you think they have their own bottom line at heart? So the only way you would know for sure is to take the action and learn about your money. It's not that hard. Or keep the course that you're about to download for free. And when you're about to do something, before you do it, can you just come back to the course and look at what I tell you so that you know that somebody who cares about you is telling you what you need to know about it before you talk to somebody? Absolutely. And one thing that I I do want to point out is just learn the vocabulary that's used when you sit down in front of your financial advisor so they're not talking Greek to you. So you can understand how your portfolio is balanced and where they're investing and whether whether the risk is appropriate for you. Um, Now, do you mind if I ask you, what's the most common mistake you hear over and over again when it comes to managing our money? People buy whole life insurance or universal life insurance or variable life insurance. And when they have the less money they have, somehow they become more vulnerable to some insurance agent who is now selling them the most expensive ticket item out there that somebody can buy. If you need life insurance, the only type of life insurance all of you should be purchasing is term insurance. You know, when you're in your 30s or your 40s or 50s, you can get a million dollars for 50 or $60 a month versus four or $500 a month. So for $200,000 of a death benefit. So please understand you need to stay away from whole life universal and variable life insurance. You need to stay away from variable annuities, especially if they are in your retirement account. Every single one of you out there needs a will and a living revocable trust. And the less money you have, the more you need a living revocable trust. Um, you know, so, so many of you are making mistakes where you aren't taking advantage of the 401k plan if you happen to work for an employer that they're offering you where they match your contribution. You put in a dollar, they give you 50 cents, and you're not taking advantage of it. Yeah, I've never understood that. That seemed like a no-brainer. Doesn't it, though? But, it's, but for many people, they feel like, I don't have the dollar to put away. I need that dollar right now to spend every month. If you just take money from your paycheck and pay for what you need, you'd be surprised your expenses will go down. Right. And another thing that you recommend is have an automatic deduction taken out. Sometimes when you don't get it, you don't miss it. Uh, We're going to take another break, uh, but we'll be right back after these important messages from today's sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. love creating salads as much as you enjoy eating them? Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Dole inspires fresh and wholesome dishes for any meal with their wide selection of salad blends and all-natural salad kits. From the mild and tender texture of sweet butter lettuce to the crunch of classic romaine sprinkled with colorful shredded carrots and red cabbage, Dole has over 30 salad blends to satisfy every palate. If you're looking for the ultimate in convenience, try Dole's unique salad kit combinations that include farm-fresh lettuces and vegetables, mouth-watering all-natural toppings, and specially made dressings. It's all you need to make a distinctively delicious salad. The possibilities are endless. Visit www.dolesalads.com for recipes and other ideas to feed your culinary imagination. Big data is being generated by everything around us all the time. Every digital process and social media exchange produce it. Systems, sensors, and mobile devices transmit it. Big data is arriving from multiple sources with ever-increasing velocity, volume, and variety. It's becoming the world's newest resource for competitive advantage, allowing decision-making to move from the elite few to the empowered many. The escalating demand for insights requires a fundamentally new approach to architecture, tools, and practices. To extract meaningful value from big data, 
you need optimal processing power, analytics capabilities, and skills. Find out how IBM Big Data and Analytics can transform your business. Visit www.ibm.com slash big data today. That's www.ibm.com slash big data. For the last 60 years, Coast Paper and Supply has been serving locals and businesses for all their cleaning and paper supply needs. With an 1,800-square-foot showroom and nearly 5,000 products, you'll find everything you're looking for in the way of janitorial supplies, retail and industrial packaging, and disposable food service products for business or home, not to mention their huge selection of boxes and shipping supplies. Their family-owned and operated business is located at 151 Josephine on River Street in Santa Cruz. Call 831-423-3350 or visit Coast Paper Supply. Inc.com, a proud member of Think Local First. Hello, my name is Jackie Tucker. I am owner of a home care agency called Care from the Heart in Home Service. We are honored to provide a variety of caregiving services from homemade chicken soup to hands-on care and to continue to encourage you and support you to be independent. We specialize in dementia care and end of life. Our team of care providers are supervised by our case managers who are also registered nurses. Our telephone number is area code 831 Four seven six eight three one six. My name is Larry Haddis. Jackie and her crew took care of my mom for about two years. It was good because somebody was always there. She couldn't be left alone and uh, would have had to go to a much more restrictive environment if she hadn't been there because, you know, my mom would fall. And the uh, caregivers were all uniformly fantastic, very caring people and made her last uh, hours on earth uh, very satisfying. Best as the situation could possibly be. People should be as lucky as I was to have Jackie and her crew care for their loved ones. Care from the Heart is here to serve you with dignity and respect. Our telephone number is area code 831-476-8316. Again, the number is 831-476-8316. Our doors are opened 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Please call Care from the Heart. Back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is Susie Orman. So let's say we do all these things you advocate. We we live within our means. We open up a yeah. We we open up our our a savings account and we give it a name. I loved that idea. You got to give some kind of name, like uh, Matthew's College Fund, (laughs) Uh, Uh and uh, we use only debit cards, so we're paying as we go. We set up automatic deductions from our paychecks. Uh, You see, I have been taking your courses. You got it, right, right. Uh, And and uh, you know, and and we um, uh, we we. Set up an emergency fund for eight eight months. Let's just say we do all these things. Now, the next thing that comes up is where do we invest our money? Because after the dot-com crash and the subprime mortgage crash, uh, you know, you can't trust the stock market anymore. And on the other hand, you put your money in CDs and they're paying less than 1%. So where do we park our money? Yeah, the answer to that is, is twofold and a little bit difficult only because it really depends on the emotional tolerance of the person who is trying to, you know, invest their money. Well, say it's like someone like me, a big chicken. So if you're a big chicken, then the truth (laughs) of the matter is you may not really belong in the stock market with a big portion of your money at all because every time it goes up and it goes down, you become a nervous wreck. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe what you would do is first look at what you already own. So if you do have cash, are you wiser to, let's just say you had credit card debt, to use the cash to pay down your credit card debt. Of course you are, because that could guarantee you possibly a 10 or 15% return on your money if that is the interest rate you're paying on your credit cards. For those of you out there, if you have school loans and you're a big chicken and you don't know what to do with money, can you just pay off your school loans? You have a home that you own or a car that you own and you have financed it and you're a chicken. Why not just pay down the debts that you have before you invest any money. Right, so stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Once you have all of that done, 
then maybe you want to just kind of dip your toe in the investment water. So maybe rather than, let's say you have $12,000 to invest, take maybe $500 a month and put it into a good no-load mutual fund, assuming that you have at least 10, 15, 20 years till you're going to need this money. Right. And dollar cost average every single month into something that gives you diversification, such as an indexed fund. When the market goes down, the shares go down, your dollars buy more shares. When the market goes up, the index fund goes up, your your money buys less shares, but over time, you average the price and you'll never lose big if you do it that way. Right, so That's you're saying the buy the most start. diversified investment as you can so you're covering all bases. Yeah, especially if you're just starting. If you're, you know, you should never have more than 4% of your money in one stock mm-hmm. So it, of your investable assets. So you need at least 25 stocks if you're going to buy individual stocks. So it might be easier for most people, just do an index fund and you'll be fine. Now I want to ask you a personal question. You were a waitress up until age 30, and somehow you pulled yourself out of that. But you couldn't have had all the good advice you've been giving us. How'd you do it? How did you start? So I started, it was very simple that the people I, the customers I had been a waitress for seven years, making $400 a month. And the customers gave me $50,000 to start my own restaurant. I put it, as you told everybody at the start of the hour, into an account at Merrill Lynch. The broker, not Merrill Lynch, but the broker working for them was a crook. And essentially, to make a very long story short, in three months, all $50,000 was lost. Now, I knew I needed to pay those people back their money, and being a waitress was never going to do it. But in those three months, I started to learn about the markets and read and watching Wall Street Week, and I liked what I was doing, just even learning. So I thought, well, I can be a broker. They just make you broker. So I, you know, went and I interviewed for a job, and the only reason they hired me was to fill their women's quota. It was 1980. (laughs) They didn't have any women. And the manager of the office said to me, I personally believe women belong barefoot and pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Peter Sansevero was his name. You didn't have a tape recorder handy, did you? No, but you know how many times I've said this story on TV? (laughs) I hear he's recently passed away, but I hope every time he heard me say that, he just cringed. But he he said that, and he said, so I'm going to hire you, but I will fire you in six months. Wow. So... I started to work there. I realized what my broker did was illegal because you learn the know your customer rule. This wasn't even my money. He shouldn't have been speculating with it. And a friend of mine who also happened to work there gave me the name of a lawyer, told me to go talk to a lawyer. And since I knew I was going to be fired in six months anyway, because Peter said so, I went to the lawyer and the lawyer said, I'll sue Merrill Lynch for you. On contingency, this is a slam dunk. And so what was fascinating is because I sued, they couldn't fire me. There you go. And by the time it came to court, I was already their number six producing broker. And so and by then you were too valuable to get rid yeah, of. For them. So they gave me all the money back plus 18% interest on it because that's what interest rates were back then. And I was able to pay all the, you know, the customers at the Buttercup Bakery back. Now, Buttercup Bakery, I'm going to remember that. Is, the, yeah. is, is there a Buttercup Bakery today? Not any, there's, there is a Buttercup, but not the one that I worked at. Mine was on college in Alcatraz in Berkeley, California. And I really have to say those were some of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> uh, well, I know the feeling, and I want to say that uh, some of the ba- best baked goods I've ever had have come out of Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, was, it was just And for people listening to this story, you have to understand, if you just go for something, if I can do it, I'm no different than any of you. I never really got good grades anywhere. You know, I've written more New York Times bestsellers than books I've ever read in my life. I didn't come from a family with money. My mama was a secretary who sold Avon on the side. So so none of this was supposed to happen to me, but because I said yes versus saying no. And I just put one step after another. Look where it led me. Mm-hmm. So all of you need to look at your own lives and decide, 
when am I not taking a step that I should just be taking? And the first step all of you need to take is the step towards your money rather than away from it. Now, I know you have a new program coming up, and we've only got a minute here, but uh, it's called Susie Orban's Money Wars. Now, when is that going to air? And also, I want you to give out your website address so folks can go and download that program. Yeah, so to to download the educational course I did, Mm -hmm. you go to Susie, S-U-Z-E-U dot com. Please download it now. I'm sure next year we'll start charging for it and the book will come with it and everything. But if you just download it for free now, you'll get all the upgrades free for the rest of the time. So you'll never have to pay for it. So can you just go and download it right now? No passcode. Nothing's needed. Just go and register. It's yours. Done. So that's number one. Number two, um, it's hopefully will premiere September of 2016, and it's with a live studio audience. It's syndicated, and it'll be five days a week, and you'll be able to look in the lives of people just like yourselves because, you know, you can never solve a financial problem with money. There's a reason why you spend more money on a credit card than you should be. There's a reason why you don't open your bills. There's a reason why you're fighting with your spouse or your parents or your children or your employer or your brothers and your sisters. Everybody wars and fights about money. So, but you don't have to. So the first part of the show is we solve that conflict between the both of you, and then we give you some financial things to do, and you're all going on your way, happy as can be. Well, that's interesting, and sometime we should talk about that. I'm an evolutionary biologist by training, and I got my own theories about why we spend more than we make and how, why, we, why we love free stuff so much. I would love to hear that <laughs> because I've been wondering it forever. Well, we've only, you know, when you strip it all away, we've only got less than a 3% difference in genetic uh, DNA as a bonobo monkey. And uh, when you study bonobo monkeys like I have for years and years, uh, human behavior isn't all that different. It explains a lot about us. Uh, Unfortunately, that's all the time that we've got left. But uh, before we close today's program, I want to take a moment to thank you for breaking down the complicated world of finance for millions of Americans. Thank you, Ms. Orman, for being with us today. I hope we get to talk again soon. Thank you. My guest next week is former congressman from Ohio, Dennis Kucinich, who says a Department of Defense is not enough. The United States needs a Department of Peace. That's Dennis Kucinich next week on the only program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for a second hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 